Hello and welcome along to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and uh, Ben Aiken from Narrow in the Field. Good stuff. We're off to Newbury this week, the uh, Coral Gold Cup. Hang on, just cross that out a bit. Uh, the Hennessy Gold Cup card, uh, covering three races from their Saturday card. And uh, then we head off to Scotland to close the show out with our ever-popular football Trixie. Uh, top, middle and bottom. Uh, so, yes, it is. It's the uh, Hennessy Gold Cups uh, this year, sponsored by Coral. Uh, racing first, as always, it's the Peter Rose Sullivan Handicap Chase from Newbury. Due off at 12.30. It's the first race for us today. Uh, welcome along, Ben. And can you start us off with that one? Hi, Ben. Hello, Tony. Yes, the uh, Peter Sullivan handicap chase. Some interesting types in this one. Uh, no prices up yet. We're recording this earlier than usual, but I don't think it'll be anything going off too short, I wouldn't think. Uh, I have a short list of Inch House, Lord Baddesley, and Cap du Nord. Inch House won at the track impressively last time out. Uh, that was only his second chase start. And he's one, I think, has plenty more progression to come over fences. He's uh, by Ocovango, and he's a, he's a sire I'm keeping a close eye on with his chasers. I've mentioned him as a chase sire on the pod previously, and I, I do think his offspring could prove to be well above average types as chasers. Inch House, he also fits a John Joe O'Neill last time out winner angle that I have plugged in. The angle is John Joe O'Neill five-year-old to seven-year-old horses that won at the same track last time out and are racing over a distance of three miles or less. With those types, John Joe is 52 winners and 24 placed horses from 128 runners, 41% strike rate and over 39 points profit. Inch House fits that angle here. He is a horse that I do like. Uh, I think he's, as I said, he's got more to come this season. Plenty more, obviously. Um, it's likely racing on his third star over fences. Lord Baddesley, he'd have a, a less obvious chance than the John Joe horse, but they step him up to the longest trip he's tried to date. I think that could unlock something in him. All his wins to date have come on left-handed tracks with undulations and when he runs from a mark below 130. Now he gets that here. And I think uh, Lord Barsley could be an interesting one to take a swing at, price depending. And then there is the 2020 winner of the race, Cup du Nord. Now he runs off the same mark this time around. Um, he's shown precious little on his recent efforts. Um, he's not really had his prime conditions though recently so he does get those conditions here those conditions being handicapped chases over two mile five or further good or good to soft ground november to march and running from a mark of one three three or less under those conditions he has seven wins and two places from 11 starts that's all seven of his chase wins and christian christian williams um, is more than capable of priming a horse for a specific target. It wouldn't surprise me if he's had this race in mind for a while for Cap du Nord, so he's also on my radar. But it's Inch House is the one that interests me the most. Hopefully it won't be a, a stupidly short price. If he is, say, I don't know, down two to one or shorter, then I'd consider the other two on my short list a bit more. So yeah, Inch House for me, Tony, what have you got? 
I've got a short list of uh, three in this race, Ben. Uh, JJ Riley, beaten favourite last time out for the Skeltons. Uh, Dan and Harry Skelton, uh, beaten favourite third of seven at uh, Kempton uh, in October. Um, and also, I can't get away from Quell Destin, or Quell Destin uh, for uh, Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden. Uh, first time blinkers, Quell Destin. Uh, disappointed on seasonal debut. At Ascot, finishing eighth of nine, fifty lengths behind uh, Boot Hill at uh, around ten to one. But going back to his form last year, he was never out of the first three between January and and April last year in some decent races as well. Novice handicap chases, um, probably probably to settle him down the uh, the blinkers. I'll be having a look at uh, Quell Destine, but uh, I'm with you on Inch House, mate. Definitely on uh, Inch House, course and distance winner. Uh, um, uh, beaten 10 rivals 4 and 3 quarter lengths you've already gone through that uh, so uh, yeah inch house for me and possibly quell this team when I find out uh, what price he is and uh, with Harry Cobden back on board as well so uh, in first time blinkers I think that might be an interesting each way but uh, inch house I'm with you Ben on uh, on that one so uh, next off uh, the 140 we jump to the 140 the Coral Racing Club handicap hurdle class 2 handicap over 2 miles 4.5 furlongs Ben what are your thoughts on this one yeah again there's some some interesting types in this one uh, North Lodge returning off a 602 break which one I'll definitely be keeping an eye on Alan King has stated that they're keeping him hurdling this season before going chasing next season which I'm slightly disappointed in because I think he he will make a cracking chaser uh, he looks ideally bred for the larger obstacles I'd be inclined to just watch him here though on his comeback run so for short li- short list purposes I am looking at Jet Powered Cobbler's Dream Rock My Way and Off to a Flyer Jet Powered has only had the two previous hurdle starts. He did bomb out badly on the second of those runs. If they fixed whatever the problem was that day, then he likely proved to be better than his, his current mark of 131. Uh, Henderson also has some solid stats with his five year old or older handicap hurdle debutant at Newbury, especially those that did not win last time out. Uh, with those types, he's 12 wins and seven places from 38 qualifiers. 32% win strike rate and over 63 points profit. So jet powered, definitely high in my thoughts. Cobbler's dream didn't really fire last season, but he just didn't seem to take defence as well. And he was, uh, he was probably just a little high in the weights for his handicap hurdle runs. He finished second in the Martin Pipe hurdle at Cheltenham in 2022. That race has worked out well. He's now below that mark. Um, but she ran off in that race. He's a horse that likes a decent field to run against. In fields of eight or more, he's four wins in two places from eight starts, so he does seem to enjoy the quicker pace a larger field generates for him, so I think Cobbler seems an interesting one. I rock my way, he's one that keeps catching my eye this season. I've not backed him in any of his two starts, but he's sliding down the handicap at present while still remaining relatively unexposed as well. Uh, and it, he also gets the aid of Freddie Gingle's five-point claim here to reduce the weight further. We've also stuck cheek pieces on him for the first time. Uh, and his effort at Chantham a couple of weekends back was easily his best for some time. Um, and he's, I think he's one of those horses you'd call a niggle, Tony. He's, a, he's one of those, he just mm. keeps catching my, catch my eye, you know. Um, <laughs> I think he's better than what he's shown. So, yeah, the cheek pieces on and Freddie Gingle on board, I think, are interesting. They might 
boost him further. And then you got off to a flyer. Now, he was one I liked last time out of Cheltenham at the October meeting. Things didn't really go his way in the closing stages of that race. Um, for all, he's probably only fighting for a place at the time. He got hampered by a faller. Uh, he'll probably come on for a, that outing, though. He's one I think should be capable of defying his current mark of one. 20 and off to a flyer would probably be the one I'm most interested in. He's around 12 to 1 mark just now. So off to a flyer for me in the 140 20. What are you thinking? Oh, I've got uh, any harm in asking. Uh, that's on my uh, shortlist. John Joe Neal uh, with John Joe Neal Jr. That's a, a decent price. That was last seen in the uh, Greatwood Handicap Hurdle. Uh, I'm also with you on uh, off to a flyer and jet powered as well. I do like uh, those two. Rock my way as well for Sid Hosey. Uh, Freddie Jingle in the in the saddle uh, claiming five first time cheek pieces there for uh, Sid Hosey, who actually part owns the horse as well. Rock my way, but uh, I'll be looking at um, Irish Hill. Uh, for trainer Paul Nichols, who's won the last three runnings of this race. And I do, just do believe that uh, he's won it with uh, Brave Man's Game, Stage Star and uh, Stay Away Fair as well. He's, he's put this up, all, albeit uh, 8 to 11 Brave Man's Game, 2 to 7 uh, Stage Star and 15 to 8 uh, last year with Stay Away Fair. Um, and we're all with Harry Cobden on, on uh, in the saddle. Um, I, I just think far too big at the minute. Uh, nine to one for the trainer's record in this. He's won the last three. Uh, certainly, we're looking at an each way at uh, at around nine to one with uh, some firms. Irish Hill for trainer Paul Nichols. Uh, there, he uh, possibly needed the run on uh, in the. Uh, uh, Attempts uh, network handicap hurdle qualifier finishing fourth of seven at Kempton uh, last month, uh, November the 13th. Uh, he's a distance winner. Just have, have a look, uh, listeners, uh, at uh, Irish Hill and uh, also have a look at the uh, pace maps as well, which could play into his into his hands. Uh, pace maps courtesy of uh, ggs.co.uk. Uh, moving on to the big one tomorrow, 250, the Coral Gold Cup, the Hennessy uh, Class One Premier uh, Handicap over three miles, two furlongs. Ben, your thoughts on the Hennessy? Yeah, I guess you'll be watching that eating a marathon, will you? Instead of a Snickers. I've no idea why. <laughs> Changing the name, come on, get with the times. <laughs> yeah. It's the no, Hennessy, I know, mate. It's, yeah, no, it's, impos- it's impossible not to call it the Hennessy. It's just, it's impossible. Um, but that's, that's on Hennessy, isn't it? You know, they should have kept sponsoring it. Well, they didn't um, have to, do they? They don't have to. <laughs> no, I suppose they don't have to because people like us keep calling it. The like Hennessy. poor old Boodles um, yeah, with the Fred, yep. still the Fred Winter. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Anyway, so the Coral Hennessy Gold Cup. Uh, 20 runners entered up here, which is which is great. Uh, always a strong contest on the, the race trends front. I have a strong set of trends that have seen me well in the state handicap chase in recent years. Uh, the strongest three, well, some three of the strongest ones, shall I say, from my trends for the race being 15 of the last 15 winners had between 9 and 24 previous clear starts. 15 of 15 had between 3 and 6 starts in the past 365 days, so in the past year. And 15 of 15 ran in a Class 1 or Class 2 race last time out over at least 2 mile 4, but no further than three mile, three and a half furlongs. Using those trends, uh, along with the other ones I've got plugged in, I am looking at a rough shortlist for the 
Coral Hennessy Gold Cup of Complete Unknown, Mon Big Genius, Mallard Mission, Midnight River, and Bill Baxter. So the market does look to have the right horses at the head of it, and in my opinion. Anyway, um, Complete Unknown, return to the track at Newton Abbott in October. Uh, he won a three-runner intermediate chase with relative ease that day. Also his first run of a wind up. He's only had five chase starts today. He's won three of them. He's finished second in another two. So come see you into this extremely unexposed. Uh, he half entered my thinking for this when he finished second to one Jerry Colom on his final start of the last campaign, a grade one at entry. He was well enough beaten that day. He was seven lengths behind, but that race already looks strong form. Jerry Colom's won the grade one Charming Chase at Down Royal on comeback. Uh, two of the horses that finished behind, complete unknown. They've also won since. I think it's been a smart move by Paul Nichols to keep this one off the track since his win at Newton Abbott. That run was 42 days ago. Um, complete unknown is best off a bit of a break. He's zero from four of breaks of 30 days or less. He's five from nine, three places of breaks of 31 days or more. So complete unknown looks a serious player in this for me. Monbeg genius. Bombed out at Ascot on his seasonal return. He finished pulled up. I think he can be excused that effort. He's, he's zero from three on a right-handed track. And if you ignore his race course debut, he is zero from three of breaks of more than 42 days. So he was unlikely to land any serious ball in that Ascot race. And he will be better suited to conditions on Saturday. On left-handed tracks and off breaks of 42 days or less, he's four wins and a third from five starts. That third came behind Korach, Rambler and Faster Slow at last season's Channel Festival. And we all know what that two have done since. So it's it's good form, solid form in the bank from one big genius. I can forgive him his last run at Ascot. He's on my radar for this, definitely. Uh, Mallard Mission, another that needs his first run of the season. He's zero from five off breaks of more than 60 days. So he'll come on for his outing at Carlisle at the start of November. He also has solid form in December, February. He has three wins and three places from six starts. So he's one that I think's got a good chance. Midnight River, he's representing the Skeltons. They look to win back-to-back renewals of the race. Uh, he was out of his depth in the Charlie Hall chase last time out. Um, I suspect that was nothing more than a primer for this anyway. Off breaks of 42 days or less and with Harry Skelton riding. He's four wins in two places from seven starts. He's got those conditions on Saturday. I guess the query with Midnight River is whether or not there's still more to come from him from his mark of 156. His win at Aintree in his final start last season, last season kind of gives hope there might be a little more still to come from him. Maybe. It's, I'm on the fence with that one. And then you've got Bill Baxter, and he's he's one of the bigger price ones that I could give a squeak to. Um, the window up he had last October seems to have unlocked plenty in him. He's won four of his six races since that up, including a, a win over in National Fences in the top on last spring. Only two times he's failed to win since his window up. They've both been on right-handed tracks. Not convinced he wants to go that way around. So it's come back 13 length third effort at right handed Carlisle is easy to forgive. You need to improve plenty to win this, um, but he has been improving since that wind up. He's had another wind up uh, since his last run. And he could have more yet to give now he's up in trips to this three mile two, the longest trip he's been. So Bill Boxer's possibly got a squeak at bigger prices, but. 
ultimately it's a race I'm just going to have a proper dig into this evening and Friday. But as things stand, I am on the side of complete unknown for Paul Nichols. Tony, what do you think? Oh, we're in the Paul Nichols uh, camp, aren't we? I, I, we I haven't yeah. actually got him on my, but obviously Paul Nichols in the first two races. And uh, you've gone for him in the uh, in the Hennessy. Fabulous. Uh, I've got a short list of uh, that's all right, Gino. Uh, another one that possibly needed first run of the season at Aintree in October. He's a big price, uh, around 22 to 1. Our power for trainer Sam Thomas. Uh, he's had a run already this season, 7th of 11th, uh, beating 37 lengths at uh, Newbury in a uh, Potemps Network handicap hurdle. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, and uh, let's have a look. Marla Mission up near the top of the uh, of the market. There, market uh, certainly uh, with you on Marla Mission, and also uh, Monbeg Genius as well. I'm with you on that for the uh, John Joe Neal uh, father and son team. Uh, that's around eight to one. But uh, I'm I'm sticking with uh, Christian Williams' trend. Kitty's Light. We all know about Kitty's Light. Uh, absolute. Uh, Bought of a, a horse, it absolutely keeps on, keeps on, keeps on. Uh, interestingly, two runs this season, Kitty's Light has run, uh, Christian Williams has had him over hurdles. Uh, the gelding by Nathaniel, uh, Attain Tree, fourth of eight, um, uh, no, November, Kempton, in, uh, as I say, a Potemps Network handicap hurdle qualifier, uh, last of seven, beaten 54 lengths. Don't worry about that. He's back over fences for this one. I just think 20 to 1 for Kitty's Light, far too big uh, for tomorrow. Nick Schofield's in the saddle there. Christian Williams trained uh, Kitty's Light for me. But I'm with you, certainly uh, with you on uh, Monbeg Genius and Marla Mission on the shortlist. And the other two of mine is uh, Our Power. And uh, that's all right, Gino, if... Uh, Listeners um, want to uh, have a look at uh, those a little uh, nearer the post time, but Kitty's life for me in the Hennessy each way at around 20 to 1. All right, it's uh, that time again, gang. Uh, the, the one you've been waiting for, it is top, middle, and bottom. <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why you love. it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other El Mahani right foot whips it oh jeezy peeps man <laughs> yes top middle and bottom before this week's selections Ben an update from last week Rather not, but let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> Tony, one winner, two losers, minus four points. Myself, no winners, minus Ooh. four points. Dumbarton managed to win, but it just took them to extra time. Yeah, so, I saw that. But, and an athletic yeah. as well, eh? Whew. Yeah, I know. And uh, Broxburn against Bucky. So Bucky were down to nine men, for, <laughs> ten men for most of the match. <laughs> then they scored a 96th minute or 98th minute equaliser to get the extra time. I was like, come on. Anyway, um, totals, uh, myself, plus 8.7. Tony, minus 16.46. Mm. Ooh, but I've been worse, Tony. I have been, I've been lower than that. So there's always hope. Um, back to our normal three leagues this week, uh, weather permitting, because it's, I think it's Baltic up mm. north. Um, but I am starting with top 
uh, Scottish Championship, Inverness and Wraith Rovers to draw at 5-2. to two. Uh, two of the form teams in the league at the minute. Probably be a tight match. Big Dunk has really tightened things up at Kai Thistle. Unbeaten in six. He's making them a tough team to beat. I can see them grinding out a draw here against Wraith. So Inverness and Wraith to draw. At middle, Falkirk and Cove Rangers to draw. It's 72. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cove have really picked up the bit now after a slow start. Unbeaten in the last nine. They won the last six. Whilst well, Falkirk still top the league, but not been quite as uh, clinical on recent starts. Drawn two of the last three. Uh, the win came in an unconvincing 2-1 home victory against Edinburgh City. So with Cove tightening up considerably at the back and Falkirk not quite firing as well, I'm going to take a draw for Falkirk and Cove. And bottom... Unbelievably, I'm going for Elgin City oh. to beat Clyde at 23 to 20. Blimey. Elgin, amazingly, have been pulling together some solid results at home. They won three. They've drawn two of their six home matches. Their only home defeat came against Stranraer on the opening day of the season. That was uh, only a 1 0 defeat. So, teams making the, the long trek up to the Elgin wilderness <laughs> are clearly having their mental and physical capabilities absolutely drained by the time they step off the bus at Borough Briggs. I get that because it's a hell of a drive. I do it myself a few times a year. Um, And Clyde (laughs) yet to win on the road this season in the league. So I am going for Elgin City to win against Clyde, which means my top middle and bottom is Inverness and Wraith to draw, Falkirk and Cove to draw, and bottom Elgin City to win. Tony, over at you. Okay, uh, right. I must apologise to anybody who's been following mine in the last 12 weeks. Um, Right, I'm going for Wraith Rovers away at Inverness, 23-20. to Uh, Wraith have won three of the last four and have drawn the the other one. Uh, Wraith Rovers away at Inverness, 23-20. Alloa at home to Annan Athletic. Annan can't win. And uh, Dumbarton uh, uh, have have taken a toll, a massive toll on uh, Annan. And uh, Alloa at home to win 10 to 11. Stenhouse Muir at home to Bonnie Rig Rovers at 5 to 6. Uh, Stenhouse Muir have won the last four, so it's Stenhouse Muir for me. Uh, Bonnie Rig uh, against Bonnie Rig at 5 to 6. Alloa at home to Annan at 10 to 11. Wraith away at Inverness 23 to 20. There you go, Ben. Uh, many nice thanks for listening. Off. Latest edition of the uh, Racing Podcast. Very best of luck with your betting at Newbury this weekend. And uh, remember, if you're nearly rising, you can catch me on Shadow Radio weekdays between 6am and 9 o'clock. Tune in. You get a couple of racing tips and, uh, anyways, good music as well. And you also get Ben's 90s bangers. And you can catch more from Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. Uh, narrowingthefield.co.uk. We'll be back next week with the next episode of the Racing Podcast. Big thanks for listening. Uh, Thank you for everyone for your kind words on the show as well. And uh, have a great weekend. Cheers, Ben. Thanks, Tony.